Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for jumping on with us for our Jumpstart podcast. I got my man and main, fe- main feature, Garrett DeRay, who's been crushing it on all aspects. Um, really has come in here with no sales experience, has never sold anything, and in two and a half years has become as consistent as anybody. Hall of Fame producer and just constantly going out there and helping 40-plus families a month, um, killing it, understands the mindset, the psychology, psychology of the client, the sale. We want to cover that and understand how we can help you as a new agent or as an agent who's been here who's trying to get over the hump, do that um, more effectively. So I got my man Garrett, uh, VP of FFL Precision, and um, just a consummate professional. Garrett, how are you doing, brother? Doing well, Mark. I'm excited about this call, man. I love talking sales now that I know how to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, man, you dedicated yourself to this craft. You dedicated yourself to a a more consistent life, you know. Um, You dedicated yourself to your wife and your kids and said, this is what you're going to do, and it's happened, you know. Um, But you came in here with no experience. Were you fearful from starting off? Well, what were your thought what were your thoughts when you got rolling? So when I first started off, yeah, I definitely was fearful, not at my ability, but the outcome of other people because you can't control other people's decisions and I wasn't sure how this was gonna go with having zero sales experience, but I was a people person. So I wasn't fearful to talk to people or get the information out. I was more fearful of the rejection part of it that I would get from trying to sell something. Um, and to tell you the truth, now that was kind of dumb to feel that way because we have leads, and it was not what I was expecting at the beginning, having leads. It made this job or this craft so much easier to transition to. So, you know, you, you understand when you say having leads. I mean, we have agents that hear you. They understand you. They're trying to get over their fear of having leads. We have leads. They're trying to get over fear of them having leads, which is them investing in themselves. But you've gotten through all those hurdles. You know, well, as you were navigating the lead conversation with your mind, how did you beat that and, and get yourself to this level of consistency? So that part came natural because that's what I was coached to do was to set a, um, an appointment goal, not a lead goal or not a talking to goal have a dial tracker, yes, but it wasn't about the number of dials I had to make It was or the number of leads I had to buy. It was the number of appointments I needed to because the more people you talk to or get in front of, if you're doing telesales or in-home, it doesn't matter. The more people, the more chance you're going to find success. So I figured out early on, the more people I talked to, the more chances I had to succeed, so why not? set non-negotiables of the number of appointments when I first started. I was fully in home, um, and that number for me was 20 appointments until about six months in, then I started running 30 appointments. And I would not stop dialing until I hit my daily goals of appointments. Nothing stopped me from dialing. Not the number of leads. If I needed more, I would buy more. I would invest into my business because I knew what the number of appointments would do. And the same can go for telesales. If nobody's answering the phone, keep dialing till someone answers the phone and you will find success. You can't be scared to do the work. And that was the biggest thing for me. I was never scared to work. So work work ethic is a strong suit of mine. So I knew what I needed to do. I wouldn't stop doing it until I hit those numbers. Got it. Got it. So an appointment goal, not a lead goal. 
out of league. Yeah, appointment goal. Goal all day. And if your telesales is going to be a talk, uh, just talking to people goal, right? You're not going to basically book appointments because I think the goal would be the one call closed if I'm being honest with you. But that means you have to talk to a lot of people. So just keep finding people that answer the phone. I love it. So really simplifying it from a appointment goal concept. And then you found your numbers, right? You found your algorithms, how many leads you needed, how many dollars you needed to make, how many appointments it was going to take to do the things you needed to do. Does that sound accurate? Correct, because once you do it enough and you're starting to find your niche at this, the more consistent you're going to be and you can almost guarantee yourself of what you're doing. You know, whether it's 10 appointments or not, you know exactly how many leads you're going to need now to set 10 appointments based on when you first started because now we're getting better on the phone. We're getting better in-home. So a lot of new agents, I find, Mark, they're wanting success out the gate, which is a good thing and want to work hard, but then they get down on not setting appointments or making sales right out the gate after talking to people on phone, not thinking of a, a better concept that, hey, I'm just getting better now that I'm talking to people. So you're still winning at this game no matter what you do because you're still getting that experience even if it's a no. So you got to take those no's and, no's and build up on them until you get a yes and just take and learn and adapt with every person you talk to, be it telesales or in-home. No doubt. Now, when you think about your phone script, you give us an idea of what you're going through um, on, you know, in your process to make to book appointments, what are some things that you're thinking about to to set everything up, and then how are you how are you approaching that? So I've tried to narrow this down because I've been working a lot with new agents on this, so that's a great question. To the most simplest form, no matter what type of lead you buy, the script or the mindset I have behind it is going to be the exact same for every client. One of the main things that I do, though, and it may sound – uh, kind of blunt or just disrespectful, but I don't let the client talk to me too much because I have a point to get across and I want to make sure I get it across firmly. So, hey, client, this is Garrett. I'm giving you a call about this form you filled out. Um, your date of birth is this. Your address is this. It's my job to get the information out to you, and this is how I'm going to get that information out to you, be it telesales or in-home. Now, is this the correct address still? Or is this the correct date of birth? The reason I'm asking questions and being so blunt, not really letting people talk, is I want yes answers. They get in the habit of saying yes. Is this correct? Yes. Is that correct? Yes. That's the first few things or only few things I want to hear after I verify their name is correct. And then I'm like, so you filled out that form online looking for $50,000 of burial or uh, life insurance, mortgage protection, whatever the case may be, correct? Yes. So now I don't get the objection of that wasn't me because now I just confirmed your date of birth your address, and where you're from. So you can't tell me you didn't fill it out. So I'd like mm -hmm. to take that mindset and do not let a client speak because then I call it dead air. There's too much dead air if you're waiting on a, on an answer and they're not keen to want to, wanting to talk. But once I hold them accountable for something they did, and I can definitely put all the pieces together, now they know I mean business. And I find that helps me a ton with setting an appointment and getting them to respond to any questions I may have after the fact that I've done confirmed everything. I love it. So then what is your schedule as far as dialing? What are you looking to approach um, when it comes to your dial schedule? So I, I dial every single day, and I, I encourage everyone to dial every day, especially if you're new because 
If you don't have appointments, 10 appointments a day, and you have a bunch of white space in your calendar, you need to be bettering yourself or bettering your phone skills, so you should be dialing. Me personally, I dial every single day, Monday through Saturday, for the next day. So Monday, I will dial for Tuesday, and I'm going to set my appointments for the evening time for my mortgage and or final expense, depending on age and how close they are to me. I want five appointments in home a day is my schedule, and that's from 8 to about noon. And then in between that, after I'm done setting my in-home appointments, I jump on my telesales. Um, that's going to be one call closes for me personally, and that's going to be mostly ILC leads and my own Facebook-generated leads. And from there, for scheduling-wise, Saturday morning will be my dial day for Monday. So it's Monday through Friday, I mean Monday through Saturday, from 8 to 12, dialing, setting appointments, teleselling. So run, I do a hybrid approach. So that's the, the schedule for me. All right. So from 8 to 12, you're, you're either trying to book an appointment for the next day or sell it, call to close. 100%, yes. Got it. Is there a point? When do you decide that you want to try to call to close it as opposed to book it as an appointment? Or are you booking all your appointments first and then using the remainder of the time to, to call to close? That's exactly right. So I'm booking my appointments first, and then I'm calling to close after. Got it. So anything in between that time that okay, if you get all your appointments from 8 to 10, how many appointments are you looking to book a day? So I'm looking to book in-home. Yeah, I'm looking to book five appointments in-home a day, uh, and that's okay. going to start me at about 1 to 7 p.m. I like to book clients uh, two hours apart most of the time. Reason being, I used to like to book them an hour to an hour and a half apart, depending on drive time. But now I actually find myself becoming a better professional, and I like to spend more time in the home getting to know people. And it's, it's allowed me to open the gate to new things for advanced market sales. So that part for me has really changed my game and my profit or production around as a personal producer is to getting to know people a little bit better. I like it, dude. And, uh, you know, you didn't have a shabby week. I mean, you helped 17 families, you know, last week. Um, so that was uh, – so whatever you're doing is absolutely working. Now, you're also very consistent in the fact that you're, you're, you're helping on average 40 families a month plus, you know, and you have some people on your team that are, have duplicated that, um, which is also one of the tall tale signs of great leadership. So – what are you saying to some of your new agents as they're coming on board and, and trying to position them to understand the client that we meet with and the way the leads are to their benefits, not to their detriment? Right, correct. So one thing I like to implement whenever we're first starting, first dial days, number one, is live dials where everybody gets to hear from everyone, whether you want to be in-home or telesales. It really doesn't matter because you're going to learn from people doing the right things on both sides of the house. So there's no leader you can't choose from that's, that's winning right now. So implement what you're hearing, what you're learning. Don't be afraid to actually do the work. So whenever we have a new agent coming in ready to dial, we have them set up for success coming in to practicing scripts, learning uh, their, their pitch if they're going to one-call close, whatever the case may be. Um, and we all do it together and hold each other accountable. But the main thing is quality uh, over quantity for most people, but I like to do it reverse for new agents. I want the quantity of leads for newer agents, whether it's instance or final expense, one month, two, it doesn't matter. 
I want a bunch of leads, and to be blunt about it, I want them to get their teeth kicked in a little bit to learn the phone. Because if they can overcome the no's and objections they're going to get until they get that yes, they are going to be awesome at this uh, craft that we have here and what we've, what we've practiced so hard to become is because if you're good at the rejection and objections and you can get over that hump and keep working and you're on dial, day, dial days the next day, I know you have what it takes to succeed here, and then we're going to pour it into you as best as we can. Um, a new agent, you have to put in the work. That's it. And that's the mindset we try to take. We want strong work work ethic, so we want these new agents to build that. And the only way they can do that is by grinding on the phone all day, all day, all day, no matter the outcome, if they made a sale or not. But if they proved to me they did 300 dials and we were online dials together, that's an agent I'm willing to invest in and help yeah. and just teach everything I know and pour my time into. Makes all the sense in the world. Um, when you start thinking about your in-home and in-home structure, obviously a structure to position yourself to type clients and help them understand this is a valuable decision they need to make for their family. Um, how are you structuring your in-home for success? Yeah, so that part to me is one of my favorite things to do because I'm a father, number one, and a husband, family man, and I'm there to protect the family. Whether it's somebody's sibling that lives in three states over and they just have them, it doesn't matter, still their family. So I'm really setting it up. I use a lot of um, beneficiary um, feedback if they're there. Um, I kind of want to know what's going on in the home, what exactly they're looking for, uh, be it mortgage protection, final expense. It doesn't matter. But I set it up to where I know what they have in place, what they need to have in place, um, if they spoke to agents already, I set it up, number one, that I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure the family gets covered or protected that day, whether they have coverage already, something smaller or different, something different that they had 30 years ago that we can fix that's a little bit better for them. But I structure it to where I'm going in there with success to where they understand that we're going to do an application or a request for coverage before I even start talking to them um about the the pricing or anything like that so i want to find their why because to me nobody can love their family more than they do so i can't do that for them so I, i'm going to press on that uh, a lot when i'm with somebody about how important this is no matter what they think they have i'm going to show them why this is a little bit more important because they would not have filled that lead out if it wasn't on their mind at some point in time because they know they have yeah. insurance already they know they might have had mortgage protection. So to me, it was on their mind at some time. Mine's just to make it make sense again for them when I get there of why they filled it out. So that why is the biggest important part of being in home. The why and the beneficiary, and that's the same. They're one and the same, but getting into that and helping people really tap back into that, you know, is a game changer. Um, when you're talking to a new agent about that exact thing, is there anything more you're doing to drive home that point of getting in there and getting that and reinvigorating that why? Mm, I mean, to be honest with you, it's hard for them to say no once you do have that why. There's no no more I need to think about it, so whatever, because what is there to think about? You just told me you want to make sure your family was protected. 
So now, to, just to drive it home, is just that right there, reiterating the why is the only thing I ever need to reiterate. So, um, yeah, for that, I mean, that's the simplest answer I can give on that. Okay. Love it. And that's, that's, that's more than enough. When we're talking about your persistency, which is through the roof, your ability to keep politics on the books and, and, ha- and have the clients understand the value of what it is you're helping them with, what are some things that you're doing to to have that high level of persistency? Perfect. That's exactly what I wanted to hit on what I was going to lean into. So one of the main things, so I'm old school being from South Louisiana. I still love meeting people. That's why I'm in home 90% of the time, I'd say. Um, I love to shake hands, get to know people. Everybody in Louisiana loves everybody where everybody gets along. Um, but one of the main things is actually getting to interact, not be over the phone, can be myself. Um, looking at what's around, maybe something that's relatable. You know, I like to hunt and fish, so if they have deer on their wall, we're going to kick it off. You know, if they have dogs, I have dogs. You know, things like that. Oh, you worked in the oil field, me too. Things of that nature, it helps me build rapport in a home, and I think that's one of the biggest things for persistency is just the relatability or building rapport. These people know that you're there. You took the time to drive out to see them. So to me, that's one of the biggest things. And then when I leave, before I leave the home, I make sure we put each other's number in our phones. They put who I am. They put my name and then insurance behind it so they know exactly what it's for. And then from there, I leave them with a folder in every single house. Every client I have has a folder, a magnet for their refrigerator, which I'll get to why I do that, and a business card. So now there's three different means of communication. Every uh, a client of mine has a policy summary that we have. I've created it to where it shows who's the carrier, what's their phone number, how much a month, when the draft date is, what amount of coverage they have, their beneficiary, everything's in a policy summary. So there's nothing that we can't do. And on the bottom of that form, it states, if everything I told you today, or I guarantee you everything I told you today was 100% truthful, if you would like to make any changes, please don't hesitate to call. So I let them know as well, because I'm not looking for a chargeback that you you do understand that this is the coverage you're accepting, right? We could have went multiple ways. So if somebody calls you telling they can get it for you cheaper, that could be true because I can get it for you cheaper now, but we lose benefits. So do we want the benefits or is it a price thing? Because before I leave, I need, after I do that, it's game over. So then I tell them put that, that magnet on their refrigerator. And the reason I do that, too, is for a referral standpoint, because they can have an aunt, uncle, niece, nephew, anybody go up to the refrigerator. Oh, I need some life insurance. Yeah, that's my guy right there. So that's why I developed putting a magnet on everybody's house, but uh, on, on their refrigerator, sorry. Um, but, yeah, just having them know that I'm their agent from here on out. So I'll say good news, bad news. Good news is you're approved. Bad news, you're stuck with me for the next 30 years or the rest of your life. And they always get a little chuckle <laughs> But they know I'm real, and I came out. I'm with them. I'm their insurance agent forever. Um, so my, like you say, my persistency going on three years is still over 91%. I take pride in that, and I attribute that to all the extra that I do. Paper costs money. Folders cost money. Ink pens cost money. I will write and put things in a folder all day long if it means I get to keep my clients. Mm-hmm. And in the long run, mm-hmm. the longevity of that, when I'm doing a policy review every year, now I say, hey, you know, we had term. You, you wanted to look at whole life a year ago. You know, you think now is the right time to do so. And then now I 
have a client who's now has multiple policies with me. Oh, you know, I wanted to talk to you about uh, my retirement plan. Perfect, because they remember I did that. It's amazing when you call them and they know exactly who you are. Bro, that is so good. Um, my favorite part of this podcast that you did is how you keep the policies on the books, but this idea that if someone calls you and can and tells you they can get it cheaper, that's probably true because we could have did it cheaper today. But it, but we can do that now. But just understand, if we do that, we're going to lose benefit. There's no more transparent. That's game over. I never said that once, and I never even thought about it that way. Um, that is complete transparency. That is trust. That is, that is, that's closure at its best. If nobody is listening, if, no, if people are listening, I pray to God you're taking this. That's huge, bro. That is so good. <laughs> that's so good. I don't want to say, I don't want to ask you how did you learn to, how did you get that, how did you get the confidence to say that line? Um, because it's coming well, from the, the heart. Yeah, the main thing about that is I've showed them my credibility sheet. They see that I have 30 carriers on there. So they know I can do something different, which we went over. So at that point, the next thing to do if you change your mind is to just go with a different carrier if you want, but you don't have to go through anyone else. I'm here to do that. So that part really drove it home because, I mean, you gotta we got to be real. If we're in a new mortgage appointment, they got 14 lead um mortgage protection forms they could have filled out. So, you know, they're going to get called. What differentiates you from anyone else? And that's what helps you keep it on the book. What makes you different? And to me, that's, that's what sets me apart from other people. That's so good, bro. Dude, Just like insurance, Mark, as a, as a salesman or the policy they got, they want a sure thing, right? So if you can be that sure thing for them, they're going to be comfortable with you and stick with you. Same as the insurance policy. If you're giving them the right product that's going to be perfect for them, they have nothing no longer to worry about. They're at peace of mind. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense in the world. And, and I just love it, man. Absolutely love it. Thank you for sharing. Um, there's no mistake in how you are as consistent as, and, and as productive as you are. Um, you definitely care about the families and you know, the family that you're protecting in your community. So thank you, man, for sharing with us. Garrett, amazing training. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you, Mr. Mark.